everyone, and welcome to the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Our mission is simple to discuss the video games we are playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of people who want to discuss gaming together. In 1976, the world was introduced to fighting games with the release of Heavyweight Champ, a side view monochrome pugilistic arcade game developed by Sega. A remake was created by Sega in 1987, where it adopted the third person behind the boxer. The original is now considered a lost video game, with no known cabinets to exist. However, it wasn't until 1984 that fighting games became popular in arcades when Karate Champ, a game developed by Technos Japan, was released. It was especially popular in the US where it was the highest grossing game of 1985 and the best selling computer game until 1989. A few more fighting games released, but then, in 1987, Capcom's Street Fighter dropped, toting special attacks. However, it wasn't until 1991's Street Fighter 2 came out where the fighting game was revolutionized, introducing combos, a mainstay in fighting games today. Throughout the years, we have seen a whole host of fighting games, and with them, many characters that we all know and love. Ryu, Scorpion, Haihachi, Voldo, Terry Bogard, Meta Knight, and many others. But which fighting game characters are the best, in our personal opinion? So that's what we are here to discuss today. And after we have our little friendly debate, we will move on to the game discussion with talks of Overwatch 2, Horizon Forbidden West, and Made in Abyss Binary Star Falling into Darkness. So, let's get into the intros. I'm Shay, and I'm your host for today. Thanks for having me. First, I am joined by the high school playground legend. He bought hundreds of blank DVD discs and burned Skeet Fighter onto all of them. He sold them for $2 a pop, engaging in some simple entrepreneurship. Weeks later, he was brought into the principal's office and made to confess to his little business. After stating, Mmm, give me the chocolate, over and over, he was suspended for a week. People from his school still message him to this day to remind him of what a legend he is. Please welcome to the show, Rich Meister. Rich, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing top notch. Um, I don't know what that says about uh, uh, Montana's educational system that you were still hanging out on, on the playground at recess in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really do that much. Yeah, uh, we didn't. Either. We didn't either. I was just, I was like, I don't know. Oh how. yeah, me, oh, me neither, man. Yeah, it totally didn't happen. <laughs> Got me. Uh, no, yeah, we we didn't. Like. I would sneak off with the kids who were smoking cigarettes a few blocks away. I didn't smoke myself. But I was going to say, we were doing coke under the bleachers. We were adults. Yikes. Maybe you want to react to that? That was a joke. No, we were doing heroin. <laughs> okay, that's better. It was Long Island. 
of course we were you doing know, heroin. You know, I mean, like, if, if <laughs> hey, you guys were exploring your sexuality at a young age, and if you were all doing a single heroin under the bleachers. Oh, what? Just know? one heroin? One heroin, good sir. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about, like, heroin as in, like, a female hero, not, not the, uh... Yeah. Oh, hero. no. The thing you we inject. Were, we were fucking each other in the ass. That's, that's... Yeah. That, yeah. The heroin was pegging all of you. Is what it's not. A, it's not a. Th it has nothing to do with like sexuality. It's just, it's about power. Hmm. The power of love. It's not piss. It's got nothing to do with piss. It's the power of love, Rich. And that's the power of love. A four-stroke fuckbot. Oh, that's, that's what they call me, the baby. Real power. That's, that's the first game we me. should release when we get into game development. Yeah, we're in publishing now. Four stroke fuckbot. Our motto is we'll publish anything. As long as we it don't, involves four strokes or less. We don't have a standards and practices department. We could do that. We could make like a hentai game, hentai golf game. That actually sounds really great as long as the golf is tight. That shouldn't be the only thing bot. that's tight in that game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Talking about pussy. Swung it and it's in the rough. Uh <laughs> when there's grass on the field, nope, never no, 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 I don't yep. like being on this show anymore. <laughs> I stopped. Um, I should say, uh, because we are talking about fighting games today, mm -hmm. if this strikes your fancy, there's a whole ass episode of Chomping at the Bits about Street Fighter 2 where we get super deep into the weeds on this shit. That's kind of the reason why I did a little bit of that more historic lead-in. I thought, yeah, way. I was like, oh, this guy's reading my research notes. I didn't. I did my own research notes, but you know what? I knew yeah. you did similar research, and you probably do it better than I do, so. I think, uh, uh, not, not like, because you're lazy or anything, but by the nature of how much information you needed for this. Like, I had to, I had to fill an hour and a half of just that. No, yeah, well, this was, like, more of a primer for what you do over there. Sure, sure. I think, yeah. It's good. It's synerg it's synergistic. It's vertical integration. <laughs> Multi-level marketing. No, not that. No, just kidding. Not that. I told you don't say scheme. Sorry. I said marketing. <laughs> it's a multi-level marketing scheme. I mean it's multi-level marketing. <laughs> That's what it is. No, but so you know, I, I think I want to get this out of the way now in the intro because we were just talking about it right before the show. You did play some games this week, but you're not able to officially talk about the finer details, so I figured it'd be good to yes. mention it now. Yes, um, I, am, I am currently playing uh, Depths of Sanity from Bomb Shelter Games. That game is launching in early access November 2nd, um, but I can't really talk about it just yet. Uh, we'll be able to talk about that a little bit next week. Um, I'm also waiting on another project from uh, Robert Boyd and uh, Z Boyd Games uh, hmm. that I, that's also coming out early next Boyd. month. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's going to be kind of a little bite-sized JRPG he's been working on that I'm very excited to get my hands on. So I'm going to have stuff to talk about soon. But uh, it's been a slow week for me. Not, not just because of that, because of a million other things that are going on. Um, <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, I'm laughing at myself because of the things I, I, I told you earlier this week, Shay. Um, yes. yes, yes. But yeah, there's, there's always time for that later. Always time. Always time. But no, I'm still glad you're here. Um, I know you'll have a lot to say about the fighting game character conversation, so. And I'm sure, like, 
there there's some other games we're going to be talking about i'm sure you'll have some stuff to say about those as well absolutely absolutely i'm glad you're here next and second but certainly not last i'm joined by a person who has refused to play fighting games as they get older why you ask they said and i quote I can no longer take satisfaction in my own life after not being able to shoot a hook at a racist asshole from my sleeve and yell, get over here, before uppercutting them. Please welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing today? I've gotten kicked out of so many checkout lines for doing that. While you played (laughs) Tekken, I studied the blade. Yeah, Walmart is a breeding ground for wanting to. Well, the the issue is I'm I'm there in line. I've got my twelve items. You you do that. They they count the person who's now a corpse as an additional item. It's which is uh, bullshit. Which yeah, is bullshit. Yeah. Walmart knows no limits. They will sell anything these days. Mm-hmm. It's truly, truly late stage capitalism. Yeah. My rage knows no bounds. Not many people know that. If you die in a Walmart, they technically own your corpse. But uh, it's, it's good it to no know. no longer can go to science. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, science. Walmart Nazi owns parts, parts of science. What's, I'm Nazi Dr. Heinrichs Buchemin. Uh-huh. Uh... Can I say I'm, like, really uh, stoked with the, like, degree of bedhead I got going on today? Yeah, that's a good that's a good transition. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of focused on it. You look at yourself for long enough, you're like, somebody's looking fucking good today. Yeah. And it's like, Who's me? that guy? <laughs> Who's that handsome piece of shit? Oh, it's me. It's a me. The handsome piece of shit. Yeah. It's like I would yeah. totally Oh, never no, I've already done that guy. <laughs> I already did that just before we started. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get the easy one out of the way. Yep, yep. I'll probably do it again right before I'm done with the podcast, you know what I'm saying? I will fall asleep the same way I do every night in this chair, uh, camera still on with my pants around my ankles. Mm-hmm. There you go. But where does the jizz go? Where? Then who was phone? Is it, there, was a per, there was a person on this show who used to just leave his camera on all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, boy, yeah, I mm. forgot about that. Mm. <laughs> The amount of times I've heard that man have sex is more combined than you two and fish combined. And it's a weird <laughs> amount for all of us, like mm-hmm. weirdly. So like sometimes I'm about to have sex and I just call Shay and I'm like, listen to this. And I just put it on speaker and I leave it on the <laughs> nightstand. <laughs> and he's like, like at oh, school. He's like at oh. work. You're like, oh, now my hand's dirty. I so it takes like it. it takes like four seconds. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I almost made some bad jokes there, but we're going to stop yeah. there. We're, we're, we're toeing the line today. Yeah, we're yeah. working stop we're, now we're, we're, before we've working, made any bad jokes. We're working blue today. Well, Josh, how was your week? Anything exciting? Um, I don't, it's, it's been, an, it's been another really long week. Um, yeah. Seven yeah, days just, is too many. It really is. It's it, that's that's just. Let's dial it back a little. I I could I could maybe, maybe handle six maybe on a good week. But yeah, I guess. You know, I like seven days a week. I wish there were eight days a week. Shut up, idiot. Well, I mean, you can have that as long as you, you know, don't try to enforce that, you know, 
song's viewpoint on the rest of us. I just don't listen. Eight days a week. I just don't listen to the Emperor's demands, you know? Mm. I do watch the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah, good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. highly underrated. Movie, it holds. It holds up. You know, it, it does. It like holds it's, up. It's not. It's not like a lot the of most... animation of that era did not. Yeah, it's not the most highbrow comedy, but it really does a lot of heavy lifting with what it's got going for it. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Patrick Warburton's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He does an awful lot of that heavy lifting. Yeah, he's a legend. He... I think he's underrated as oh, well. Yeah. Absolutely. I like I just recently went through my second watch of Seinfeld and I was like, fuck, he's so good in this. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Dave Putty. Yeah, I love I love Dave Putty. <laughs> I also love Silly Putty. He's a face painter. Paints his face. Is that why his name's Putty? No, no. You remember that episode? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just kidding. I think it was just the character's name. I don't think there's a reason for it. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's quickly fly out of this nosedive and let's get to the topic of the show. Um, by the way, Josh, I am happy you're here as well. Oh, I yeah. didn't want you to feel like yeah. I wasn't happy. I said that about Rich. I didn't yeah. say that about yeah. you. I'm sorry. Seems like yeah. you maybe yeah. weren't. Yeah. Seems like you maybe weren't. I don't know. I mean, you 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 remember that about your favorite child. It's like, I'm not saying it's easy to forget you, Josh. I would never say that. But I am saying that when we play Nightcrawlers at night, Rich is crawling all over me and Josh is kind of hiding in the corner. Mm -hmm. This show would be so much better if everyone could see the faces I'm constantly making at Josh. Yeah. I I, I can't be that mad at you. I mean, that is kind of my superpower. That's that's how I keep getting away with crimes. No one one can actually pick me out of a lineup. It's true. Mm-hmm. Everyone is a bunch of squares. <sighs> okay, that, with that, that. <laughs> yeah. that's my with... secret cap. I'm always horny. <laughs> horny! All right, let's get to the topic of the show. <laughs> let's get to the topic of the show. So, uh, this one's pretty simple. Uh, favorite video fighting video game characters. Uh, you know, I, I can't make it any simpler than that rich i'm gonna start off with you um what is uh if if the conversation goes short then we'll probably end up picking two each but what is your number one most favorite absolute favoritist favoritistististist video game fighting character of all time and why rock howard Always Rock Howard every day of the week. Uh, Guru Mark of the Wolves is like my favorite fighting game ever. And uh, can, you, ha- can, you, can you give those for the uninitiated, which include me? Uh, what the fuck you're talking about? Okay, I'm so, uncultured. So yeah, Rock Howard is son of Geese Howard, who is one of the main characters of the Fatal Fury series and all the, you know, King of Fighters spinoffs and all of that. Guru Mark of the Wolves is another Fatal Fury spinoff, in my opinion, like one of the best ones. Uh, it was remastered for the PS4 for anyone who has never played Guru Mark of the Wolves. Um, yeah. And uh, Rock all Howard is... animalistic minions really make it shine. It's real. It's real yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell is great in that game. 
Fuck you, he's such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I was but, wondering about that, Josh, but I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. I'm, I'm proud that you did. Rock Howard is the the main character of Guru Mark of the Wolves. He's the son of uh, Fatal Fury legend Geese Howard and the protege of Terry Bogard, who I assume everyone knows who Terry Bogard is at this point. Um, and he's just like one of the most anime fighting game characters ever. He's stupid. He's over the top. And I, I it may not even mean necessarily my main attachment to him, but I just like when you're like best fighting game character, he's what comes to mind because I just love that game so much. Mm, okay what what are his powers or just like you know like i'm so used to playing things like fighting games like soul caliber or tekken like the fighting style or their powers or the weapons whatever you have what is what is the main focal superpowers like tiger or fat um i mean i i i <sighs> In terms of powers, like his fighting style is very similar to Terry Bogard's. Like he's a street fighter, uh, despite not being in Street Fighter. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's made multiple appearances throughout King of Fighters since then. He's just there's something about this anime ass fucking dude in a red leather jacket that I'm just like, yeah, this is bare bones, but I'm into it. Yeah. Is it because he's more of an anime style that he speaks to you personally? Uh, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, and it is like. That my attachment to that game that is very much a Rock Howard focused story <laughs> and a like over the top anime fighter. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, why why do you think he stands out over every other video game fighting character? Why would you put him above the rest? I'm not saying I, you're wrong. I'm not like that. Sounded like it seems very, like, like that's aggro. what I'm it sorry. seems like that's what you're saying. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I would argue probably objectively he really doesn't, but, like, it's half of me, like, being the contrarian. Like, I'm going to pick the character that not everybody... Like, it's a, he's a deep cut, um, mm. despite having headlined his own fighting game and having been in so many King of Fighters games. Uh, and those rosters are huge, but he's always a standout to me, and I think it is part of almost, like, the Ryu effect of, like... He's a very simply designed character who just, like, you know, anime teenage man... Um, he he's the focal point of a lot of the like artwork of King of Fighters games. He's just memorable. He's quirky, smooth talking anime character. He's me- he's simple. It's simple but memorable. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Josh, you want to go next, or you want me to go? Either way. Either way. Yeah. I like someone who can swing both ways. It's the way to be. All the all. All these, all these memes these days about top energy, bottom energy. That's that's only half the energy, guys. You you can right. you can do both. That's how you throw anyone off if you ever get put in jail. And they're like, oh, some dude comes up to you, he's like, you're my boyfriend now, and just be like, sweet, can I be bottom? Uh huh. <laughs> It'd be like he's such a selfish lover. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'll go first then. I'll go right. first. Um. I definitely have to go with uh, Yoshimitsu, who is uh, originally... That was almost my pick. Good. Uh, originally famous in Tekken, and then rose to further fame in the Soul Calibur series. There is just something about his design that I absolutely love. The mask, the quirky, unique costumes that he has all the way dating back to Tekken 2. Um, and it's... 
it's his really unique fighting style that I think has always spoken to me. Just granted, he was one of the only characters in Tekken who had a sword, which I'm sure for some people felt kind of cheap. But what I really liked about it is that he had all these crazy techniques. Like he had this like helicopter move. He would sit down and he in this lotus position and he'd teleport or he'd heal himself. For some reason, I don't know why you would do this other than trolling people, but he could commit seppuku to drain like a third of his life and then he could always heal himself. He just had these crazy techniques that he would use and weirdly enough, um, his in, in the Tekken series, they always had when you would KO a character, they would have like a dying breath as they would get KO'd or knocked out. And Yoshimitsu's was nostalgic for me in some ways. Um, just even like the sounds that it's always, always fun seeing the life drain from that old man's eyes. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Josh, you put it in a word, but I just, I had so much fun growing up with trying to learn all of his combos and be effective at it. And I never got really good at playing as Yoshimitsu, but just the, the aspirations to try and be good with that character always kept me coming back to playing as him. I would play other characters. I would try other characters and other video games. And he was the one that I always just gravitated most towards. And he was, he was the sole, kind of the sole reason for me getting into Soul Calibur in the first place. So I, yeah, I attribute him as being one of the greatest, most memorable, um, for me, most memorable fighting video game characters of all time. I'm I'm kind of glad, if I'm going to be honest with you, that you went with Yoshimitsu, because he definitely would have been the next one I picked. Um, but like, if we're doing two, the next one I'm going to pick is going to be even stupider, but even better for it. Um, there, I, I love weird fighting game characters, man. And Yoshimitsu kind of takes the cake. And I also love, and this happens in fighting games a lot more often than in other places. I think like jumping between, uh, multiple games. I love that. I love when games have kind of crossovers like that. I think that's why one of the reasons why, uh, Super Smash Brothers has been such a rousing success is because you have characters from all these other Nintendo IPs coming in to just seemingly make a fun fighting game. And one day we will will get Street Fighter Cross Tekken. That'd be cool. That'd I'm be kidding. Cool. That'll never. We'll never get it. It'll never happen. Oh, it'll happen. Rich. No, it it would have happened by now if it was going to happen. Speak it into existence, my friend. But it is time. Half the characters I, are playing in I 2D. Believe, the other half are playing in 3D. But I fully fucking believe this. As long as we are talking about fighting games, Street Fighter Six, man. Now's the time. Mike Hagar has to come to Street Fighter. In this Street Fighter game, it has to happen. Where they already—it's set in fucking Metro City. There's a statue of Mike Hagar in the background. It's time for the mayor to clothesline someone in Street Fighter. Why not? Yeah. Why I can see not? See him being America. the last boss in like the uh, the campaign mode or something. If Cody's allowed to go from being a prisoner who shanks people to the mayor, then it's time for Mike Hagar to pick up a pipe wrench and fucking lay somebody out. America's mayor. America's mayor, Mike Hagar. (laughs) There we go. Well, Yoshimitsu is my first and only choice. Wow. Josh. How about you? That that much conviction to to just go with the just 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 the one pick. 
Well, no, I'm... <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, my, my, my first pick for this is, uh, of course, the goat. Kirby. Hell yeah! That's... No, yeah. that's, that's the, not just a good choice, that's the correct choice. That is a great choice. Um, Kirby has kind of been the starting character in all the... Almost all the Smash Brothers games for the the campaign because he's just got a pretty basic kit. I mean, they they always act like it's Mario who's got the basic kit, but then they start you with Kirby because he's actually the main character and mm-hmm. uh, and and the only one who can survive an apocalypse and and destroy God to save everyone else. Um, Kirby is such a unique character in his own games with the ability to copy abilities by by just consuming an enemy's spirit. A uh, true American. Yes. And translating that into a fighting game worked so wonderfully. Um, just to give you that flexibility to just mm. do well, just weird stuff with it. That's the beauty of Smash too, right? Like Whenever a new character released in Smash, it wasn't just, I wonder what this new character's kid is. Like, the first question in my mind was, I wonder what Kirby's going to look like and what ability he's going to get. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, when I saw him with Joker's little mask and gun, I was like, this, this is the yeah. best video game I've ever made. <laughs> this is perfect. Was like, <laughs> absolutely perfect. Kirby has a gun now. Yeah, Kirby is a very, very like you're saying, a very versatile move pool and just, like, everything that Kirby can do. Yeah. Incredibly diverse. It's just like the anime says, he comes right back at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what the anime said? I didn't know. Yeah, that. in the American the version. You've never heard the Kirby right back at you theme song? Yeah. No, I haven't actually. It's, oh, you're gonna listen to it before we leave tonight. It's really bad. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. No, I I like it sounds way less, you know, serious. Than the others, but somehow, I like I I really think Kirby shows off, um, what you can do in that game in a really cool way. Um, I honestly think Kirby is one of the best choices for a video game fighting character. If it like if I'm not talking about my own personal opinion, because he is a very good entry level character to the fighting game that is Super Smash Brothers, because that is the first yeah. character I used when I first started playing Super Smash, and I actually was trying to play it rather than just mash buttons. And he yeah. was such a good intro to the way you play the game that yeah. I think anybody who is now trying to just get into Super Smash, especially with Ultimate, he is the character to start out because he has so many fail-safe ways to make sure you're protected as you're trying to learn the game. Yeah, and so many parts of his kit are kind of showing off things that seem way too strong, um, but have obvious counters once you start to learn the systems. Stuff like, oh, my, my down B can turn me into a stone, and I'm just immune to damage. Like, that's, that's, what? That's just an ability for this character, but you can be grabbed out of it. There's, like, it's easy to dodge, because it's so telegraphed it's that sort of each each character has something that's just ridiculously strong in its own way but there's right. there's a way around it 
is a common fighting game thing. And it feels like almost every part of Kirby's kit is that. Oh, this in this in this in this fighting game, it's not about whittling health down; it's about being knocked out of the arena. Kirby can like float, hover his way back on a stage, so he's way harder to knock out. Like that seems completely unfair, but oh, he's he's a lot lighter, so you don't want to try to knock him off the sides. You need to just do damage, and he 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 really teaches the fundamentals of the game. Um, yes, in a great way by showing how to like lean into the strengths that each character has and how to, you know, um, just make the most of, mm. of a, of an unbalanced tool set. Um, I agree with you. And I, I, I would take that a step further and even say, because it is such a lighthearted character as compared to the two characters that Rich and I picked, which granted Yoshimitsu isn't the most serious of characters, but, um, because Kirby is so cute and lighthearted and is a fan favorite, especially in Japan, um, that it is a great pick for an entry-level character. Like, imagine if they tried to make, like, Link or Pit an entry-level character. Yeah. Not saying that they're not, but, like, the entry-level character. It, it's not going to have as much appeal to it. Like, picking Kirby or picking Pikachu, like, some of the cuter characters, that is the way to go. and. Kirby was the right choice for that. Yeah. He is Sakurai's favorite son, so that is kind of the way that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's his Perfectly little, is his squishy little boy. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fair. Well, you know what? I think we do have enough time for a second one. Um, for sure. Why is that as a quick 15 minute conversation? <laughs> Rich, what is your, what is your second favorite fighting game character? Well, I think it's the most obvious choice that it could be. Uh, it's everyone's favorite Street Fighter character, Saburo Nishiguyama, a.k.a. Skullomania. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, good God, I love Skullomania. He's so dumb. Like, I... <laughs> he's so amazing looking. Um, for anyone unfamiliar, uh, Skullomania first appeared in Street Fighter EX, and his whole gimmick was he's just a Japanese businessman who dresses up in a full body skeleton suit and takes on the superhero identity of Skullomania and mm. just like steers into that skid of a salary man, like moonlighting as a superhero, where if you go to uh, his profile on the actual street fighter wiki, this is my favorite note ever as you're reading info on Skullomania uh, likes protecting his family, world peace dislikes evil working overtime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every move in Skullomania's uh, arsenal is Skullo. So it's like Skullo dash, Skullo punch, Skullo drop kick. Uh, <laughs> just there's something about like that Sentai hero aesthetic that's, that they just great. nail with him, and he he stands out. Man, Skullomania is one of the more unique looking Street Fighter characters, and that's saying something in Street Fighter's roster. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a great choice to be honest with you, because again. Nobody's heard of him. Everybody knows Skullomania. I'm sure they do. I'm just giving a shit. Yeah. Everybody yeah. being me. I'm everybody. Yes. I'm everybody yeah. you know, Rich. Uh, okay. Finally, a yes and I can agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, buddy. He's everything All inside right. of you that you wish you could be, Rich. I mean, to please be fair, everything you want, please. <laughs> is that what you're going for, Josh? Oh, God, I can't believe you pulled no. out a vertical horizon reference. 
To be fair, it, it, uh, it seemed like the time. And I uh, could, you know, it's always a time. I could maybe be, I could maybe be wrong about this. Um, but maybe second only other to Ryu, Skullomania has appeared in like more other fighting games than oh, no, any other Street Fighter game I could think of. He was in fight in the Japanese version of Fighter Maker for the PS One. Um, he was in a shooter in 2012 called Komodo Crunch Time from Rise Studios. He was like the first character they showed off in Fighting EX Layer, if you guys remember that. Um, he nope. was in SNK Heroin's Tag Team Frenzy. Like he, he was again. Yeah, we came back around to heroin. Skullomania makes the rounds. Can, can I be honest with you guys? I've played a Street Fighter game once in my life. That's literally insane. Mm. I've never been a Street Fighter kid or person. I, I mean, I grew up fighting in the streets, so. Yeah. You're racist. Ah. Those streets didn't do anything to you, did they? Yeah, that's where we we're getting the heroin from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Beating the fuck out of the streets. Yeah. Give me my heroin. Heroin Doesn't in the streets. Doesn't this guy already have enough? I told you you could have what's left when I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I was only really, when I was a kid, I was only into Mortal Kombat, Tekken, and eventually Soul Calibur. Those are, and as an adult, uh, the only other one I've really played is uh, Super Smash. I'm not a big fighting game guy. This topic was more for you guys than for me, to be honest. Well, I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I know you. I know you're a big street. Uh, not Street Fighter. Well, yeah, a Street Fighter and a fighting game fan, Rich. I like. I like a little brawling. You know. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I've just. I'm not good at them. That's why. Oh, neither am I, man. You don't have to. You don't have to be good at fighting games. You just have to be better than your friends. Yeah, that's always true. Just bringing your friends over to fucking smash them to bits when you're yeah. in middle school, and they're like, "What the? Why did I even come over here?" I'm like, I don't know fucking scrub that's why like we would i honestly like the only thing that ruins fighting games for me is like we would have like little you know get togethers be like oh let's grab a few beers have some fighting games and the only one of my friends who is better than me was eric so i'm like off oh, eric's coming out i think i'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> mm. I uh, yeah, I, he's my friend i like him <laughs> everything but like come on <laughs> like, mm. Mm. that's right yeah. yeah um yeah. i have just one other character that actually i would bring to the table and that's Kano from Mortal Kombat. Sure. And it honestly it's as simple as when I first started playing the original Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis, I needed a character to play as and I was like, "Oh, his uniform's cool. He has a laser eye. I like that. So I'm going to pick him." He's the fan of the opera. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. And he ended up having an amazing uppercut. So I I would spam through the uh the stages of Mortal Kombat with that uppercut. And there you go. I have a ton of nostalgia tied to Kano. I, uh, I. Kano mo- wins. Kano wins. I moderately enjoyed his, uh, iteration in the newest Mortal Kombat movie. So good. And that's the, yeah. that is the, like, so uh, Josh and I were both hammered watching yep. that, granted, but we were both <laughs> howling like fucking hyenas when he just turns to the camera and goes, Kaino wins. <laughs> I do <laughs> love that. It's so I great. love. Oh. Yeah. He's just like, he has that, like, Jason Statham style of seriousness, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. doesn't, like, it's way overplayed to where. <laughs> 
you you don't take it seriously. Like, it is the he's the only one nonsense. taking himself seriously, and yeah. he's the only one that needs to. He's the only one that needs to believe what right. he's doing. Right, yeah. but like you don't quite, you didn't quite get that vibe in the earlier games. He kind of seemed seemed as kind of like this like very serious kind of guy. But I like where his arc has go- gone throughout the games, like Mortal Kombat ten and eleven. He's kind of somewhat similar as the movie um the newest movie where he's like overly serious and nobody takes him that seriously yeah yeah sorry right, settle settle down sport sorry no i've just enjoyed i've i've enjoyed him as a character throughout the years um for what what character he has and is in a fighting game i've enjoyed it so um he's not particularly like the strongest or the most standout character he's just a a brutish strong character and he's simple minded and when i'm playing fighting games sometimes it's like I, simple is easier and better for me personally which is why i gravitated towards him so. nothing wrong with that mm. that's right kano wins all right kano josh wins. your second pick um kirby in a samus hat <laughs> excellent <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have expected Noctis that. Noctis Lucius Calum. He was in the new Tekken. He counts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I, I, I could continue with this bit. I, I'm probably going to, at least for a moment here. Yeah. The, 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 Kirby, Kirby but now you have a ranged attack? Mm. Yeah. It just, it just kind of cranks the whole thing up to 11 there. Kirby, but with a gun. Yeah, exactly. Um. But no, no, for, for similar reasons to that and to similar reasons to what I was talking about with Kirby, Ryu really does an excellent job of teaching you how combat in Street Fighter works. Um, and is just kind of a, you know, a very generic everyman, at least earlier on in the series. They, like, you get more backstory and whatnot as, as the series goes on, but it's, he's very much just, oh yeah. Guy in a karate outfit. I, I I got it. Yeah. But but magic, um, and I think that kind of gets across what the series was going for in a really mm. approachable way. Um because that that that's another series. Like all fighting games just are ridiculously extra. And yeah. find, in, finding in a way ways. to get on board is 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 needed. It is absolutely needed, and I think he's another character that does an excellent job of doing that. Mm. Agreed. I, yeah, no, yeah I, I agree with you on that. Rich does, too. Clearly. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> In your mind. What do you mean I said that? In your mind. <laughs> what the hell's going on with you? In your mind. Bro, fucking stop. <laughs> you know it's funny it would happen today uh i was driving to work and i saw a guy like a dude going for a run like which is innocuous enough and he was wearing a headband but like when i say he was like i I start telling the story to people at work and like that's fine he's running he's wearing a headband keeps his head out i'm like no no no, no, you don't understand he's wearing a headband like he was on his way to fight zangief he was wearing a headband yep like he was dressed like a recolor of ryu is what i'm saying i like that Hmm. That, hey, you know, bl- black that black uh, bodysuit, neon green headband. I, I like that though. Like you got to take yourself look. seriously. Yeah. How you see yourself in your mind's eye 
if you bring that out into the real world, that, you know, gives yourself determination. It's like, I, I look how I feel, therefore yeah. I'm going to be. And I respect that. I'm trying he's to remember got two Shay. Sigh and he's running down the street. I'm trying to remember Shay. Was 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 the show picture of a lobster wearing a Batman headband this show or was that our last show? That was this show. Okay, I couldn't remember because all this talk got me remembering of my, my time in line yes. at a subway behind some guy wearing a Batman headband. Um, amazing. It. Yeah. That's yeah. a hey. that's a look he committed. Yeah, no, I mean you 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 really went for it. Be the person you see yourself as. Mm-hmm. As long yeah. as it doesn't hurt anybody else. He is the darkness. He would like extra onions. Onions are good, man. Yeah. We all like Wario. Yep. Wow. <laughs> 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 um okay, so one last final quick twist and then we'll head on break of this Topic. The old dick twist. The old dick twist. Grab his dick and twist it. So, not this is less about your personal opinion and more about op- objectivity. Who do you think is the definitive best fighting video game character? Or if that's too difficult, you could just go with the most memorable. Both are okay. However you want to take it. And Rich, um, I'm going to start off with you. Um, you have the unfortunate mispleasure of starting that off i think and i'm gonna get into specifically into what i think the reason for this is i think the definitive fighting game character is ryu because i think for most people it's just like you if you hear like fighting game like and if your eyes are closed and someone mentions fighting games like ryu is what you see that's fair yeah i i think it's sub-zero to be honest with you i Um, would say scorpion over sub-zero but i could see that argument mm. Yeah, I mean, Scorpion had the fun get over here line, but Sub Zero I think is just as memorable. He, he had as the, I think he had the more memorable people. fatalities and and whatnot. I think more people who like never played Mortal Kombat know who Scorpion is though over Sub Zero. I like see. I thought that too, and actually, as I was doing research for the intro uh, that I did, I was looking at top lists and stuff, and Sub Zero was making the lists more than Scorpion, which I was really surprised about. Which mm. is why, um, that's the, like I'm not saying you're wrong, Rich. I mean these are just small lists on random internet sites that I mean. Yeah. But I also think like Scorpion may be a little bit more popular, but Sub Zero's move pool was a lot cooler and more vast. I think in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that. He's an ice ninja. <laughs> yeah, but he had a lot, a lot of really interesting and useful cool the the ice slide the ice shoot um cool really i'm trying not to use cool now (laughs) really chill (laughs) really really kick ass really kick ass fatalities and stuff like that no i think for a similar reason to what i was talking about earlier sub-zero also teaches you how to play the game really well i think less so playing as him but playing against him because the feeling of being frozen and and just getting punished and having it drawn out longer than it would be with anyone else punishing you for screwing up makes it really stick in your mind um like oh i i done fucked up i'm I'm standing here frozen i'm about to get hit take a ton of damage but is not a fun activity yeah. 
And I, I no. think I think for similar reasons, he does a really good job of teaching you how that game works. Yeah. That's that's not to say that that Sub Zero is um like my opinion is very, very limited. Obviously, I've only played a certain number of fighting games, but to me, I think that's one of the most uh memorable and possibly one of the best. One of the best. Josh, how about you? Yeah. Um I mean, I kind of took this more this more that direction to begin with, with my Kirby and Ryu Kirby. picks, because oh. I, I I really think that just as far as getting across what fighting games are good at, I think they both do such an excellent job. Um, yeah, I I mean, obviously, just given the the amount of time and and you know titles it, it's got to be ryu i think as far as just the 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 best all around like like rich said like you, you you think fighting game that's that's kind of the first character that comes to mind um mm. like and I, I think ryu is is a good example in that mind not just because he is what you picture and he is bare bones but also like ryu does something that i don't think a lot of fighting games always do well like not only is he the sort of you know the character of the game like he is the the mainstay but he's also like the easiest to learn but also just as rewarding as any character in street fighter like ryu is the key of easy to learn difficult to master yeah yeah he ryu really rewards you for just learning the basic basic mechanics of like spacing and blocking You're, you're able to do so much with that kit um that just relies on just just literally the simple things um there aren't any ridiculously involved combos uh like th- there are combos but it's it, he's not like a really combo heavy character compared to some where like that's kind of the point is like i'm i'm going to juggle someone 4 hours um like he just he teaches you the basics and you punish. You absolutely you punish people with Ryu um for for making mistakes. Mm. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I think Ryu is probably the other definitive choice or probably the most definitive choice there. I just don't have enough experience with him. To, you know Yeah, yeah. Mortal but, Kombat yes, really it, was the big thing whenever you you were kind of arcade age i believe so yeah, yeah mortal kombat was the big game at the front of right. the store right from what do you arcade. guys think about gone um the japanese manga character who ended up being a um hidden unlockable character in tekken 3 as the best fighting game character of all time the little orange dinosaur for yeah. those of you who don't know who that is I, I I like him. I yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about a hidden character being there. I think it's really cool just the idea of the hidden character because that was such a right. you know those those sort of rumors were such a big thing early on. There's so much so much information was word of mouth at the mm. time. Um So it's neat in that sense, but as far as, you know, the character I I don't know. 
I'm just kidding, by the way. Yeah, yeah. obviously, I'm not taking him seriously at all. But. <laughs> no, I think you shouldn't. Yeah. But, um, anyways, I th- yeah, I think that does it for the topic. I mean, I wish I had a little bit more experience with fighting games, but I think that's good there. Hopefully, for those of you who like fighting games, that um, you're not screaming at your listening. Device, oh, they left like, a while ago. Or they something, they something. left a while ago. Probably, <laughs> probably, <laughs> out of respect for themselves. But um, we're gonna. I don't on... respect myself. Why would you? Why would I? Why would Look any at, of us you're, respect you, ourselves? You're fucking terrible people. Yeah. We're going to head on break, and when we come back, we will talk about the three games that we played this week. So stick around. The Josh played. Josh and Shay. <laughs> Who? Who? That asshole? You know, Shay, Josh, when I listen to the Chompcast, I don't just listen to the Chompcast. I be what do chomping. you do? I be chomping. You be chomping. I be chomping. What do you mean? You know, I chomp it to the east, and I chomp it to the west, and I chomp it over to swordchomp.com, where I listen to the Chompcast. Oh, shit. What else can I find there? What's at swordchomp.com? At swordchomp.com, you can chomp over to the east for episodes of the Chompcast, where we talk about video games. Or you can chomp over to the west for Chomping After Dark, where we spoil comics, movies, even video games themselves. Hell yeah. You know, one time, <laughs> I was listening to the Chompcast in the back of a car, and a police officer comes over and he knocks on the window, and I roll it down, and he shines his light on me, and I say, I'll be chomping. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he say? Uh, he was breathless. He didn't know what to say. You know what I would have said? Tell me. I would have said I'd be chomping. I'd be chomping! Hey, we're back. Uh, We're going to talk about some games now. We're going to talk about that one pesky shooter game that just dropped. Um, Everybody's talking about it. But I just can't seem to remember the name of it. It's like undersea or um boo across look boo this bit sucks boo <laughs> or uh, it could be called fuck rich i can't remember the n- title of the game no that comes that comes out oh, what was the date that on comes that? out in november the 20th oh yeah, it's the 20th. november okay that's the 20th of november okay oh okay so overwatch 2 uh, it's a game that everybody's been talking about and playing. Yes, yes, I've been. I played a little bit more than that. Kind of uh, quick recap for anyone who missed last week. Um, liked a lot of the changes, kind of big mechanical changes they made. Um, however, I was having a lot of issues, initially related to the DDoS attacks at launch. That their servers were just, you know overloaded because of that um and wasn't exactly sure what other things were related to that and what were actual legitimate problems so now now i kind of have a little bit more reference to uh what were you know actual problems and not just you know 
the happenstance from the DDoS attack. Um, turns out quite a few of them were actual problems. Um, I mentioned before how I was having issues aiming on a couple characters. Turns out there was a bug related to moving to the, the cross-platform hmm. system and whatnot, where the mouse controls were getting fucked up by one of the settings in your controller settings. Uh, that, you know, yeah, just, just a bug. So I had to go disable the setting that was messing up my aim. Which fixed it, but that shouldn't happen. Um, and there's a bunch of other things like that that have happened since then. Uh, hmm. Such as, while in chat, it not disabling your keys controlling the rest of the menus, which, come on. Like, you can't let that happen. That's That's dead simple. Everyone with the fucking chat system knows that at this point. You can't, like that, it had... Um, there's, there's just, there's been a lot of stuff like that. This, this game was not ready. And I mean, we, we knew that like they were, this has been hyped as it's going to free to play. It's going to have all this PVE in it, whatnot. Um, they've wanted to do the PVE stuff to kind of move the story along for years, which is why they started the seasonal events Mm. with little bits of story here and there, but the the engine in Overwatch One, it's not not even the engine, but whatever tools they had in place there just were the not framework really, was not built to support yeah it was that it stuff. was not built for that to be feasible long term to for them to do much of anything in that vein with it, which is why I think they decided okay we've we've got to make this big switch to Overwatch Two in order to get all that stuff ready. So I think a lot of the stuff being built in this was built to facilitate that PVE, which is not done because they had to then rush out this early access. And there's not a, they mention that here and there, but not in everything, but this is overwatch Two early access is what they're calling it in. Like, you know, I'm just calling it overwatch 2.0. Cause it is not a new game. It, yeah. Basically. Yes. It, 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 you can tell a lot of the work being done was in order to get a completely separate thing working and then trying to rush out the PVP in order to salvage anything as far as interest goes in the series is this, this was absolutely something that was handed down to them. Oh, the game's dying much faster than we thought. Congratulations. Overwatch two now comes out now. Um, and there are a million problems that just have not gotten addressed yet. But it seems to be that. working for them. Their player, their current player base is triple that of over that Overwatch ever was at its highest. Yes. Um, and I think that's I mentioned this before. I think the switch to a free to play model and battle pass are really good for a shooter on its face. That's good. That's supposed to last for basically indefinite in a definite I amount think- of time. I think the progression is absolutely fucking terrible. I think the yeah. changes that have been made to gameplay make sense, except for my favorite, uh, what, as the patch notes should read, Doomfist now terrible. Yeah, yeah, there, there's, yes. There were a lot of changes that needed to happen in order to make the game work with the new systems, uh, which are mostly good, like moving to one tank, 
kind of consolidating is, more of that power it into makes it one so tank. The tank. It makes it so, yeah, the tank has to do, has to be good. Yes. Um, a, the tank I'm, has to be good, but also there's a lot more power there, and it kind of accidentally broke all the game modes where you're not locked to, uh, well, to the, the going... one, two, two uh, hero pull, because yeah. in a few game modes you can just pick whatever, and it just, it instantly goes back to three or four tanks and then you know two or three healers i was going like to ask you yeah because uh you've obviously been playing with some regularity and i played like a match or two here or there just to see what was going on yeah um i know bastion and torbjorn were beyond is bastion still removed from the game entirely is he still that broken at as at time of recording bastion is not in i can't i'm trying to remember which one is which uh, I'm pretty sure Bastion was removed from competitive because no, they Torbjorn, reworked him. Torbjorn was removed from work. comp. Torbjorn was removed Torbjorn from comp. Torbjorn was just removed from comp. Yes, all right. Bastion was removed from the from game the, entirely. From the entire game, yeah, because the rework just didn't work. Um, well, well, A, it didn't work, and B, also, that was one of the really bugged things because his His ultimate, orbital strike, right? Yeah, yeah. his orbit, his, his ultimate move, orbital strike, is supposed to be like, in, uh, you know... Um, three shots like three artillery shots but if you spam the button you yeah but like if you spam 10. the button you can get i don't know like up to nine or so it's an insane amount yeah it like, was just broken it was just completely broken but also it was still a bad ult it was it was a fair to middling ult with it as broken as it was which meant it was complete garbage if you only got the three shots you were supposed to get with it sure um so yeah there there there's just there's a million things like that little little things here and there that weren't finished <laughs> such as I don't know if you've noticed this rich some of the loading screens have he, just little gray human models for scale so you can see the size because yeah, these yeah. were mockups and then the screenshots that are mockups with little gray humans just standing around yeah, T-posing are still in the loading screens not not final assets yeah yeah like there's there's just a bunch of stuff like that where this thing was absolutely like it was it was a good product. A lot of the changes were good, but it is not ready. It's not close to ready and they had to as quick as possible just, you know, slap some wheels on it and rush it out the door. Like yeah. this is um and a lot of my initial I I don't know if these are little problems or major problems i think are just things that are not finished there's a there's a ton of this game that is not finished the like you said the progression uh, i talked about this last week the the way you actually do progress the quest system great it's one of the best i've seen out there as far as being flexible allowing you to play fairly casually and still get your experience in really well um but then The, I was talking last week how I really hate the heroes being tied to the battle pass. Still think that. But also, I was looking into it more. This is literally just the battle pass from Call of Duty. They put the hero at the same Which tier. not a good battle pass. Yeah, they put the hero at the same tier, far too far down that battle pass, and then also the exact same thing of after the battle pass expires, oh, you can get it by doing a challenge. Uh, you can unlock it by doing that, which, great, you're not locked into 
you know, having to then pay money if you miss out on the battle pass, but also that, that at least in Call of Duty, those challenges were fucking stupid as far as how ridiculously they'd make you play in order to do some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, this first battle pass has not expired, so we know what that challenge mode would look like to unlock the new hero. But if it's, again, if this was just completely, we've got to ship, ship this thing out the door, let's just steal the battle pass from Call of Duty type model. I mean, hopefully in the, um, whatever it is, I think it's nine weeks supposed to be per season. In the nine weeks until that battle pass runs out, they'll be able to figure something better than that. You know, for a challenge system to unlock this hero afterwards, mm. and and or just take my advice and just just don't just don't like change the, like just just find find another way to do that. Like have the heroes be way lower on the battle pass, and then after the fact, you just get them. Like that simple. It's easy enough. Um, and solves almost all the problems around that. Um, yeah. Yeah, like it's most of the intentional design changes I have really liked so far, but this is it is this is one of the least polished things, if not the least polished thing Blizzard has ever put out. Um, the the game is not finished, and and not even in the oh it's early access way, in the it shouldn't have been early access way. Um. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's really a shame because I'm, I am enjoying parts of what they're doing here. Um, but yeah, it was not ready. Th- they needed the hype, like we talked about before, but with their switch of, and their, their basic determination of, no, Overwatch 1 is just gone. This is, this is just the, the game transitioned into this. <coughs> Overwatch 2.0. Yeah, Overwatch 2.0. The original's not there, and this version is very buggy because of just the lack of polish time they had in order to get it ready. Um, and that's, that's a major issue considering how smooth Overwatch 1 was. Like, it just, it worked. Like, everything about it. They, had, they had did a wide variety of things that shooters a lot of times don't, and it just worked. Granted, some of the game types and a lot of the kind of high-end strategies, they needed a lot of tweaking, which is what they were kind of trying to accomplish with this. Hmm. Um, and I think they've mostly done a good job. But, yeah, going, going from that to a game this buggy is really frustrating for someone, you know, who had kind of appreciated that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going to stick with playing with a game, Josh, or are you going to, are you going to kind of move off of it at this point? Um, I'm, I'm still going to be playing cause I've got friends playing. I'm playing a little less. They had a pretty major patch this Tuesday and, um, in order to fix a lot of those problems. And like Rich was saying, take some of the completely broken characters out of the game for a little mm. while. Um, however, in that there's now a PC bug that will just turn your computer off. Um, <laughs> Perfect! Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I've not seen a bug like that in quite some time. Um, so, yeah, there's... 
it's 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 really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Like I I knew this was rushed. I knew they weren't ready for the whole game, but seeing exactly where they were is is it's is really dis- yeah, it's really disappointing because this was not this was not ready. Hmm. Just just plain and simple. That's unfortunate, but I'm not surprised. And uh because not because I'm a hater of Overwatch. I think actually Overwatch is a the first one at least was a fun game, but more cuz I'm a hater of the other company. Yeah. Until they get their shit worked out, I hope that this fails. Yeah, well, I mean, frankly, all the failures I'm seeing so far are related to that top-down management stuff. Like, again, and not to say that some of these calls specifically were wrong, because like I said, Overwatch 1 was basically dead. Um, they needed to get something out, but they the dev team definitely needed more heads up, I think, in order to get this thing ready. And that mm. did not happen. A, a lot of the failures here you, you, are obviously top-down failures. Fair enough. I, I mean, well, hopefully they, for those that are interested in uh, continuing to play this game, hopefully it gets better over time. I mean, the first Overwatch had six years to become what it was, and so mm-hmm. this one will probably take some time, too. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, so I said last week I wasn't going to talk about it anymore. This is the official last week I am going to talk about this game, A Horizon Forbidden West. I have Never finished it, it at this. I finished it at this point in its entirety for myself, as in like I'm not going to go achievement hunting. I'm not going to do every side mission stuff like that. I'm I'm done with the game at this point. I've had my fun with it. Um. Rich and I just did a Chomping After Dark on the story of that game, which should be dropping here in a few days. But um, My new single, my single is dropping, is dropping. It's dropping. <laughs> called Y'all Want a Cat Episode Say. Fuck that. I got nothing. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> so, Let's move on. Yes, please. So the story ended up, um, as we talk about, on the cat it the story ended up getting a lot better um i really enjoyed the back end of the story um the ending was as rich and i go into a lot more detail not as satisfying as the first game that first ending is phenomenal it's hard to beat that to be honest with you but um it it is a i guess it is a satisfactory ending to lead to where they're trying to go with the franchise as a whole. I will say that. For what they're setting up, it is doing its job well. I will, I will admit to that. Uh, the final boss was honestly, at this point, one of my favorite boss fights of the year. It is a very, very okay. fucking intense and good boss fight. That final boss fight was superb. Rich, did you feel similarly when you fought that last boss? I don't remember. <laughs> really? It's been a while. No, no, it's been quite a while. You fight I'm pretty, the, sh- I'm pretty sure fight, I said that on the, the, the CAD, too. You fight the... You did. You fight the machine. Um, it's the only time you ever see this machine. 
it's led by one of the Kryptonians. Jarrell. The four stroke <laughs> fuckbot. Gerald? Yeah. No, it's not by Gerald. But, um it's yeah, it was a very epic boss fight. I enjoyed it a lot. Um banged my head against the wall a ton trying to beat that boss. I will say that I said this a little bit in the CAD. The machines, there there are so many different machines in this game compared to the first one. They definitely up the ante on that. I was encountering new machines up until the very end of the game, not including the last boss, obviously. I, I, I haven't even found all the machines in the game. There were still machines that I had never seen before. And I was really enjoying that. I, and there are even subtypes of the machines. Granted, they all look pretty similar, but there are ones that where it's like the normal machine and then the Apex machine, which is a tougher, slightly bigger version of the normal ones. And then hmm. similar to the first game, you have like the normal, you have the acid version, you have the ice version, you have the electric version, you have the fire version. There is that in this game, but because there are so many more machines that it feels like you're constantly running into new things, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I talked about it a little bit before but i have a really big issue with the uh upgrade system in this game specifically there is a ton of um grinding and hunting in order to get the items you want to get the the weapons you want which you are dependent on going out and killing machines or blowing off a machine component tree in specific ways or just hunting the animals in the world with the world being as vast as it is um, it can be a pain in the ass to try and find some of these creatures. Uh, the fast travel system is pretty good in the game, but still it can be a pain in the ass if you're looking for an owl and you need an owl bone to go to the one specific area, yep. unless you're looking up a guide, which I highly, highly recommend you do. Do they no still have the, uh, but to be fair, the stuff built into the UI for this to like track those items. That's what I was going to ask if they still have the tracking system. For, they, like, see, it's, it's, be it's better than it was in the first game. Okay. That, that is very true. I'm glad you brought up that point. I would have completely missed bringing that point up. Yeah. Cause it it's, it's easy to miss in the first game if you don't know it's there. I don't think especially really the pure, there's a level of detail. And I mentioned this when we first, when this game first launched back in the day that I really like in this one where not only can you like if you're tagging like a specific part on a ro on a robot, for example, it'll give you the detail of like must knock part off before killing it to like mm. have a chance at harvesting it. Like it gets very minute in what you need in a way that's helpful. Yeah. And that that can be really important because like you're saying, there are some items that you have to knock off before the creature yeah. dies. And they're actually sub. And this is kind of the part that got frustrating for me is there's one creature I was um, going to try and knock componentry off of. And I kept knocking the component off and I wasn't getting the item for it. And I was like, why the fuck? Oh, uh, were you accidentally blowing it up? Yes. Yeah. You, you got to yeah. use those, uh, those heavy arrows. Yeah. Yeah. You the, have to uh, use the shredder the, arrows or whatever they're called. Yeah. The glow, the glow something arrows. Mm. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. That happened that, in the first game part, as well, where some of the explosive parts would just, if if you hit them instead of knocking them off, it mm. would just yeah, you, you'd you'd destroy the thing you're actually there to farm. The easiest one were the knockback arrows because their entire description is like these are arrows but heavier, like they don't right. sever, they just kind of okay bump shit. So, so some of that is frustrating. What was the most frustrating part is, um, there were times where I actually would kill something whether it's a, a machine or an animal, 
and I'd go to loot the corpse, and suddenly the yeah. corpse just gets just falls through the earth and disappears. Oh, that sucks. That happened. I didn't to me. have a ton of that. Hmm. That happened to me a lot. And I Jeez. looked it up. It is a known bug that has been in the game since it was released and has huh. not been fixed yet. Do you know if that's platform dependent? I don't. Like which one I don't it know if it's platform on? specific or not. Um, I didn't. To be honest with you, because um, I'm not not that that's game. an excuse, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Because I don't think I encountered that at all on the PS5. Yeah, it's it's a known issue. Um, for I I don't I don't know to be honest with you if it's okay. on other consoles. Um, but this I know is, that a lot of people were talking about it in a few different yeah, Reddit spaces sucks. and whatnot. Yeah, especially uh, considering that those aren't even guaranteed drops. Whenever you're talking about the the actual animals, exactly. while we're, losing um, half your drops would be infuriating. Exactly. While we're on Horizon, for anyone who is that specific brand of nerdy that I am, uh, people might be interested to know. I don't know when it's actually coming out. I think you might be able to pre-order it now. The Good Smile Company is actually putting out a model kit for the Thunderjaw. That's okay. pretty cool. Which, That's is, which is cool. Yeah, yeah those, are, those are cool-looking creatures. I think the uh, Tremor Tusk would have been the better choice there, but Thunderjaw is a great choice as well. Is the, the iconic one of the series? I, I, I would... I would say so. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I mean, I had some big issues with the upgrading system, but there, like Rich is saying, there are better ways to track it. There, I am of two minds of this game. Um, in one part, I think the game did some things really well. Um, there was some really good character development, and there were moments in the story that really shined or shown rather sean we'll get there who's sean it's shay, it's shay. Hmm? who's sean no it's shay you're sean no it's shay <laughs> which one of you is sean your mom uh got me sean the mom but the 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 combat is a lot of fun there's some fun in going into certain areas that you don't normally go into like i talked about a few weeks ago with the las vegas sequence there's a lot of fun going into those kind of areas and kind of seeing what you can get into it's getting a little silly you know i don't think there's enough of a reward for going into some of those areas um it's all like collect-a-thon shit to basically make a lot of you uh, don't want a bunch of audio logs and and (laughs) and just regular logs fucking love audio right and so I think fucking good. I think I think the best part about that is just seeing how much work and detail they put into the world. I think that's oh, the yeah. reward when you're exploring, and that that is good enough for some people. It was good enough for me. Um, the, I think the world is so incredibly diverse and varied in its terrain that I really enjoyed exploring exploring the world and the different areas. So I will say that. Um, yeah. The other mindset I have of this game is it is such a baseline game um sorry if this is a bit of a rehash from what we said on the cad as you'll hear there if you listen it is the most baseline game i think i've played in in this year where it's trying to appeal to the least Mm. common denominator where the story is serviceably decent um it never like there there are a few moments where it soars above and beyond that decent to where it's like, oh, it really could go somewhere amazing, and then it never 
you know, lifts off the ground, so to speak. The characters, they're, they're interesting. Aloy is probably the only character in there that's truly, like, transcendently interesting. The rest of them, they, again, same thing, where they're almost getting interesting, and then they never quite do. So when certain deaths happen in that game, which they do, um, that is a minor spoiler, they're, the, you can never feel the full effect of it, because mm. that char- in my opinion, this is strictly my opinion, by the way, um, you can never feel the full effect because you're never truly invested in those characters. You want to be, but you're never truly invested. Um, at least that's how I felt throughout the game. Um, the combat is good and the exploration is good, but it starts to feel like an Ubisoft game at some point where it's just like, there's so much shit on the map. That was kind of an issue with the first as well, where that map yes. is just so. Full I of hate stuff. busy maps, and yeah, this game mm-hmm. like there's stuff that never goes away in a way that just bothers me. And well, there's <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with busy maps. Yes, there is everything. If, <laughs> if there are interesting things to discover, like you think about um, the Elder Scrolls games or the Fallout games, those maps can get really fucking busy, but. When you get into some of those areas, you're like, what am I going to find in there? Even if it's the 10th cave on Skyrim, you're going to find something interesting in one of those caves eventually. Uh, Eventually. Eventually. My argument is always like, yeah, like Skyrim maps and Fallout maps are busy, but that was 15 years ago. Well, I'm saying like that's that's less the focus there and more of the they always put quirky things in their map. And that's like, uh, Rich, what you and I were talking about during the CAD with. breath of the wild that there that map is really fucking busy too in some ways and um a lot of the things that kind of isn't though that's kind of what i love about that map there's it is and it's not but there's nothing depends on what you're busy but you have to find it yourself because none of it's actually marked that's that's what i was gonna say yeah it it doesn't appear busy at all yeah Yeah. and that's like i I don't need 10 million fucking icons yeah it's funny I, i don't know if you've gone to like any of these sites that Oh, we have everything marked on the map so you can find it. And it's fucking just littered. It's just it, like you can't see the map underneath all the pins. And oh, yeah. like if, exactly. if that thing was marked the same way a Ubisoft game was marked, it would be the dumbest looking shit you've ever seen as far Not as sure. a busy map is concerned. Right. I. I should say the world is busy, not the map is busy with that game. I, I yeah. probably should have. No, no, no. I, I get what spoken. you meant, but yeah. Yes. It, it, that game is just as busy world-wise, but like Skyrim, like Fallout games, that when you go to certain areas, you're intrigued to what you're going to find. I think yeah. with, oh, yeah, with yeah. This, yeah. Game, this game could have benefited, like um, I was talking about, if you go into a cauldron or something that mm-hmm. you're solving some kind of puzzle like even and i think it, the cauldrons like, were kind of already the puzzle. strong suit anyway but yeah they right. they could have been i really enjoyed and i it's fun to actually like be able to discuss this a little bit now i told you guys at the time that like i think the way they like circumnavigate the cauldrons to make them a little bit unique in this one is for example uh shay i'm sure you'll this was like a standout for me one of the cauldrons you go into uh when you get there it's actually like broken down and it's in the middle of 
trying to produce a tall neck. Yes. And it ends up being like you end up fixing it and it's like, oh, this wasn't just a cauldron. You also unlocked a tall neck that wasn't marked on the map. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Really fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, that is what is where the game shines the brightest is when you have those moments you completely don't expect, like that, like the Vegas moment. Um, one or two story beats that you would. And it was that, at least I didn't expect. There's there's another good example of that too because I think it was it was the, making the cauldrons a little unique and also making it not just so you know the first one was there's five tall necks you got to climb to the top of them and get them down like there's yes. pretty much only one where that's what the solution is into like another one that stuck out in my head was in the desert area like sort of near the Vegas Strip the tall neck in that area is just wandering around the open desert so there's no way to climb it so what you end up having to do is use like these harpoon guns that are set up around the area to actually like knock uh the tall neck over so you can get on top of it before it stands back up yeah like they do a lot of cool things with it that's a really good point i'm glad you brought that up the tall necks are the closest things you get to a puzzle in this game there's one in the jungle where you have to climb through this uh abandoned jungle outpost while you're trying to fend off the stalkers which are some of the most yeah. deadly wet uh deadly machines in the game same as the first one they are a little bit easier in this game yeah. but you're basically climbing through this um ju- like treetop jungle village trying to get to the spot that you need to to get to the top and for me that's where i was introduced to the new uh monkey style machine and i had to fight those and that oh was yeah yeah those are neat yeah, I think those. What are those called? I can't remember. But I can't remember. Clamber, but they're cool. Not clamber jaws, but something along those lines. Maybe it's that. But yeah, that was a cool little mission. Or the tall neck in the coastal area where. Oh, I love that one where you have to, like, fly around it in your uh, in your T forty seven, grapple its legs, and. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves that one. Yeah, yeah. that's the best one. Use your uh, lightsaber to cut a hole in the bottom of it, and anyway. <laughs> In the coastal area where uh, it's submerged underwater minus its head and its power has gone out. So basically you have to go um, fight some, not storm birds, but some other kind of flying Clam- Clamber jaws is correct. Those are the ones I was right. Damn. The monkeys, yeah. yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Um, I think there's sun wings you have to fight, multiple sun wings, and you have to raid their nest to get the... Um, the pieces you need to repower up the tall neck. And once you do, you have to glide over to another little island section where it's kind of wandering around in the water and land on top of it. The so, claw yes. striders might be one of my favorites, though. Those boys got chainsaw teeth. Yeah, those are really cool. Those are really But other outside of the tall necks and outside of a little bit of variability, there is some variability. And it's, it's better for it, but it still feels like baseline shit. Like, it feels like they could have really upped the ante, and they slightly did. I will give them credit for that, and Rich, I'm glad you brought up the point you did, but I wish they really would have ramped it up. This is the sequel. Turn it up. Like, all the way turn it up. Make some noise! That's right. Slither fangs are cool. Slither fangs are fucking deadly. Like, that, other than the world design, the machine design obviously it was yeah. so amazing some of it one. is impeccable like I, to be uh, the slither fang might actually be my favorite new machine just because i i love again the like monster hunter element of like taking oh, yeah. uh components out to make them less deadly and the slither fang might have one of my favorites where if you take those venom canisters out it's just spitting water at you yes 
Yes, <laughs> it was. Yeah, like the the attention to detail and the the kinds of things they did in the game was it was insane. Like I I will give them credit for that. It was really cool to see a lot of the care that they put in the machines. I wish that some of that care also trickled down to some of the stuff that you run into in the game, like yeah. the cauldrons. Yes, they a slight uh level up. The tall next to slight level up. I guess I guess some of the old world um artifact stuff that you find in there. There are some puzzles like that. It feels very Assassin's Creed where you're trying to solve that stuff. But after like the first one, it's like I've already done this in ten other games. Frankly, as long as yeah. uh Sony is trying to like franchise this series super hard and I get it because I do think it has potential for that, I'd love them to just make a multiplayer game that fully rips off Monster Hunter and is just set in this world. Right? Makes sense. I can see it. Like, you wouldn't even need to change the combat that much other than just tune up all the numbers. Yeah, tune everything up to make it so you need, like, a party to be successful, and then make it so you're, like, crafting armor in a hub world from the parts you get off these things. I mean, that's that's already kind of thematically what it all looks like anyway. Exactly! It all makes sense! Yeah. Make it so, number one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But anyways, I'm that's pretty much all I have to say about the game. I I do think that it there's a lot of fun to be had in it. I'm glad that there is a sequel. My my biggest gripe with the game overall is it took way too long for the game to to get the wheels turning, I guess, mm. or um pick its feet up. It took me almost 30 hours to finally start getting interested in the game. That's and personal, obviously, personal biases and opinions. That is fucking brutal. Um, that it, yeah. And I, I, I know, like, just within my community of friends and people, that a lot of people felt the same way. A lot of people in my my circle have fallen off that game completely. And I, at this point, I'm like, dude, I was like you, yeah, this whole year. Trust me, stick with it. It does get good. That's. That's concerning. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, if you if you are able to stick with it or you like the first game, you will definitely like this game. So, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, let's move on to the third and final game we're going to talk about today, which is a hell of a title: Made in Abyss, Binary Star Falling into Darkness. Yes, yes. Get your anime the hell out of here. Yeah, all right? Yeah. Me and my eight-paragraph light novel title here. Like, this is video games, but that's, that's not how we do things here. The time I was reincarnated as an e-girl. Yeah. Um, so, Maiden Abyss, yada, yada, yada. It's the only Maiden Abyss game currently, unless there's some other something on mobile. So it's, you'll find it searching for that. Um, this is, is from Japan. There's yes. definitely something on mobile. Yes, uh, is is the first like full video game based off of Maiden Abyss, which is a an anime with two seasons now and and a couple mo- well one movie. There's there's also like another movie or two that are basically just recaps of the first season, which I don't, I don't know why they did that, but anyway, um, It is sort of an exploration 
um, combat survival game where you're this this is a world where if if, if you've not watched the show I would, I would tell you to watch the show but also there, there's there's an extended tutorial that basically again recaps that first season so now it's the season two movies and now this game that are all recapping the exact same events um mm. but um in in this world there's basically a giant pit that has opened up the abyss that we found on an island here and uh no one's been able to get to the bottom of this what seems to be a bottomless pit that is full of a ton of dangerous creatures and artifacts that uh, you know basically are you know ancient civilizations technology that we have you know is vastly outstripping our own sort of a sort of a story going on here um and in the survival game portion of this you're just playing as some guy an explorer who's trying to you know level your way up through the ranks of the you know explorers guild or whatever by finding different artifacts and whatnot um but in the first playthrough slash it's kind of a tutorial kind of it's also the recap of the first season um Mm. You're just the leveling up portion is not part of the game because you're literally just playing through the story of that first season. And since it's all kind of scripted, oh, this is a character who decided to go in there way too soon and is in over their head and and whatnot. Um, And because of that, you don't really level up your equipment. It's there's like a very conspicuous great bright green bar by a bunch of your equipment that doesn't actually move in this playthrough. Um, and I'm already like, I don't know, six hours in and I've not gotten through this first mode and I really just want to fucking play the other mode because I already know the story and this seems to be the much more work. It's kind of neat because based off of the story of the show, it forces you way deeper into the abyss than you'd really probably want to go if you were playing it exploring everything and leveling up as you go which which means quite a lot of it is more deadly than it would be otherwise hmm. which is neat but i think the point is kind of to a get you caught up on the story if you're somehow picking up this tie-in anime game as your first experience which you know parents are weird so well, well, there's probably be, some poor kid who's no experiencing parent it should that be way. buying this for a child. Yes. Um, no, absolutely not. Given that this is a the nature very of that anime. dark story where with a bunch of kids who get you know do not let the cutesy aesthetic distract um, you. Um, yes. But that being said, like the thing is, immediately what I think of is my own life experience. Be like, if you're picking up this anime tie-in with ha- without having watched the anime, which is, are you a games journalist ten years ago? Yes. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I, I, they really, they don't give you the option of playing the other mode until you finish this first one. Which, that's not the right call. I can't. I can't. They ha- they have to know that. You know, a good 95% of the people, if not more, getting this game are getting it because they're already fans of the show. that, I would think. Like, yeah. I'd... Why? why? Why are you forced into this mode first? Because, again, if you're... 
it's just it's 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 story recap. You're not getting the mode you actually want to, and it and it's frustrating because there's a lot of game here. It seems like just even in the railroaded through it part of it. Because like I said, I'm I'm about six hours in already, and I I I think I'm about halfway there. So like a twelve hour, you know, first tutorial esque playthrough in order to get to the game I actually wanted. Really right. frustrating. Um, I know you are, but what am I? The, the, the game itself, I kind of, I like the, it's, it's, it's less open world that I, that I would have really liked. It's got more like kind of discrete levels, kind of a la early monster hunter. We're like, Oh, you're going into a different room of the same biome type setup, uh, which is, you know, makes it a whole lot easier to run. So they don't have to worry about optimizing it for, you know, just trying to get it out the door sort of a thing. Um, it's good. I like a lot of the, a lot of those survival aspects that you only get to kind of briefly touch at because mm. you don't have any of the gear crafting. You don't have a lot of the systems, but you still have, you know, like your health and uh, hunger meter. So you have to still, um, find stuff to eat along the way. So you're still doing some of the crafting, like all that's good. Um, the, the combat and stealth systems are, are pretty half baked, um, in this, but also it, it seems like they're kind of supposed to be ish because stuff's supposed to be pretty dangerous and, you know, it could be, you know, it, shouldn't be too involved so like oh i'm just really really good at the combat and i can kill stuff crap's gonna hit you is kind of what it boils Shit down a lot, gonna a lot of times player um, gonna play yeah um i i think in spite of the game i'm enjoying it very much is kind of the point i'm at right now i really if fucking it, this game needs a patch to just let you go right to the playthrough you actually care about period is yeah, kind of what it boils down to. Yeah, that sounds a little bit frustrating, like, especially if you're a long-time fan of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like... Which seems like the only market for this video game. I... That... It is baffling to me that this decision was made. Um... I... I... I see the point of having that mode in there for someone who this is new for, but having the actual mode that I think most people are interested in be locked behind that playthrough is is just the dumbest decision I I think I've seen in a quite a long time. Um even even if the intention is oh this is a tutorial, it that's way too long of a tutorial. You you can't do this. You cannot do this to somebody at this point. You can't skip lunch. Yeah. So, anyway, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like some games like nowadays either they don't have tutorials when they need them or far more have too long of a tutorial when they just need to yeah get to the content of the game. And I I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the point was for it to be a tutorial or not, but like since half the systems are kind of not really there, it seems like that was the idea mm. why why they'd lock it behind that, but man is it frustrating. Um so I I've kind of I've gotten to the point where I'm just I'm skipping all the dialogue because okay there's there's nothing new here I I know exactly what's going on I was curious at first are they going to give us new context like the the only new context you get 
in this so far, all the dialogue is more or less one-to-one from the show. However, there are a couple characters that were unnamed that now, because, you know, JRPG dialogue, their, their name pops up whenever they're talking. Mm-hmm. So now you, you know the, the names of, a, you know, a couple characters that you didn't know, actually know the names of before. But that, that, that's, that's, like, the full extent of extra context you're getting. Like, if you, if you know the story, you can skip those dialogue and cutscenes so you can get through that section faster and get to the thing you're actually here for if you're if That's you are a fan wrong, of the series Josh. So. i don't know shit about shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well fair enough i guess josh you didn't have the greatest of gaming experiences this week did you well i mean i mean i've i've enjoyed it enough to put six hours into it but I, it has been frustrating because i feel like it's it's not kind of what i thought i was signing up for whenever i got the thing um so yeah Fair enough. But okay. yeah, it's it's been. I enjoy the systems that are there enough to you know turn on a show or whatever and mindlessly make my way through that first playthrough, mm. while while really more paying attention to something else. So it, it it does that job pretty well, and frankly, that's what a lot of survival games do anyway. So once I get to that other playthrough, I, I think it's going to kind of fill that similar role, but you know, hopefully less frustrating as far as me just trying to fast track my way through it as quickly as I can. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Get it. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Well, that's it for the show. I mean, Rich wasn't able to, uh, well, he played stuff, but he's not able to talk about it. And, uh, that's all I played. That's all Josh played. So I did go bowling for the first time in a number of years and I'm bad at bowling. I've not been in forever. It's been ages. I played Duolingo this week. I played Duolingo this week. I gave you, I sent you some, uh, like, I, I gave you one of those things, like, send congrats to Shay, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I am on a 289-day streak. Ooh. There you go. I'm proud of you, man. Perfect. I'm not going to tell you my streak. Tell me it. I don't want to make you feel bad. Why would it make me feel bad? Because I'm almost at 700 days. That's not going to make me feel bad. You've been doing it longer than me. Why would that make me feel bad? Okay, just okay. Good. Yeah, you, you're able to have the right perspective. I'm proud of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you started far longer than me. You it should be higher. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm at 694 days. It's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. I'm almost at the two year mark. That's there. wild. That's wild. I'm going to yeah. get really excited when I hit the one year mark, honestly. It's it like you get more excited than you should. Yeah, I, I, there's <laughs> no reason for me to get excited. I think so. I mean, it's like you're taking small steps to doing something you've always wanted to do. And I think there's there should be a lot of pride taken in that. I think that like those small achievements are stuff that we often overlook because, you know, getting a car, having a child, getting married, like those are the ones that obviously stealing a child. Stealing a child. I, you know, it's a weird accomplishment to feel good about. That I feel really good about this week. I went out uh, because, as you guys know, I've been working out uh, quite a bit. Um, and I went out to buy some new jeans. Ooh. And I went like a solid four sizes smaller than what I had been wearing, and they're still fucking falling off me, there which is go. an amazing feeling. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, dude! But I'm like, also like, fuck, man! Now I gotta buy pants again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bad part. Is like, yeah, yeah. yeah. jeans are expensive. Well, one, 
what the thing is like the bigger point there is when you do buy the jeans for the like to meet your your new size it's like hopefully more incentive to keep that weight off because dude when i have when i tell you jeans, like like you said jeans are expensive the most crazy feeling in the world because i can't remember the last probably high school was the last time i i went in the past three months from a 42 to a 36 waist oh yeah yeah well now now you're you're doing the work and eventually you'll get to the point where you're like i'm good yeah yeah man well i mean it's like i'm good but like more in a plateaued way like mm. it's you know yeah. lifestyle change Right. Exactly. So, you're going to get there. You're going to get there for sure. So, I'm proud of you though. You like that's that's a ton of work and you did a really good job on. It. What what? Yeah. You know what I randomly like along those lines um that I would I I get overly excited for for no reason like when I go to the grocery store and I come home and I put all the groceries in there and like fill my cabinets and on top of my microwave. And I'm like, I have a house or an apartment full of food and I'm yep. going to eat well this week. And that like, honestly, I get so excited that I want to text my friends and like take a picture. Like, look at my full refrigerator. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. seriously, I, I get, I get excited for that. I made Even a phone call today. <laughs> that's what the thing I get excited yeah. for. I, I get excited when I have an empty refrigerator because I've got, the rest of my family, I, it's fine. It it makes sense, but like I need to start buying the, those eight and a half ounce cans. Mm. My family will will open a can of something, and then put half of it left in the fridge. Um, and like, a it's way too easy let, to knock over an empty can that's like that. that's it's in your fridge. B, not now it's flat. It flattens the soda. Yeah. Yeah. But like this house is a prison. Yeah, it yeah. It's you, you don't know how nice it is to open your fridge and not see eight cans of some shit or other in there. Um you yeah. need to get those uh like screw-on like bottle tops you attach to a can. Okay. That's a product that those. exists. That's a product that exists. I remember they made like some like Tupperware caps that would go on the top of it. I don't know. Point. I don't That's know. what I think. Maybe we're talking about the same thing. Maybe. I'm pretty high. Okay. <laughs> hmm. uh, dug up that, uh, you dug up that, uh, wine that you buried in your backyard, right? No, I ate a, a, a mummy. I'm having a Victorian era mm -hmm. party. Mm. That's hot. Yeah. That's really hot. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, well, I want to say thank you to you, the listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to swordchomp.com where you can access more podcasts. We have three other podcasts. You can access our article section where we review games and other There's things. There's new stuff up right now. There you go. New stuff. What new stuff, by the way? Um, one Raymond McGill has taken an early look at the Darkest Tales, which, as of recording this, has just launched on Steam. Um, I believe in early access, but uh, yeah, it's a side-scrolling uh platformer. 
that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool looking. Got a unique look. Got a unique look. Check that out. Perfect. Perfect. Well, check that out. Um, we have uh, a merchandise store where if you're interested in repping Sword Chomp out in the wild, um, you can head over there and see what you fancy. And last but not least, uh, head over to patreon.com slash swordchomp where you can access multiple tiers and be rewarded uh, for donating your hard-earned money and time to keep the lights on here at this here sword chomp. So we're going to get out of here. I want to say thank you to Josh and Rich. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love you guys. And we will be back next week with another episode of the chomp cast thank you so much and take care and so that's what we say <laughs> became a thing <laughs>